Hello, horror fans. Welcome back to Fear and our next chilling episode of Black Friday. Last time, if you'll recall, the holiday season got off to a weird start for the night shift at Mark Club. It looks like they're going to have more to worry about this year than shoppers coming to blows over dish towels. We'll get right back to the demonic action after this word. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God, they will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Now let's get back into it, shall we? Mark Club and our intrepid gang of retail workers await. I'm your host, Pun Van Du, and this is Black Friday, Episode 2. Welcome back to our tale of holiday doom, dear listeners. Our retail heroes, Bob and Tanya, only wanted time and a half working the night shift at Mart Club before Black Friday. But then, Bob found that zombified shift manager in the basement... Add in a major blizzard, an awkward family call, the manic laughter of the damned. Then the store power went out. Well, you couldn't pay me enough to stick around. Was the worst yet to come. Well, there was some good news at least. Mere moments after Bob and Tanya were plunged into total darkness, a glowing orange light winked on. <sighs> oh. Emergency generator. Phew. Snowstorm must have knocked out the power. Damn it, this is just what I needed to deal with. Well, at least I got my keychain light. Hey, um, no offense, but I don't think I'm gonna go back down there to find the tinsel. Don't worry about it. We've got bigger problems now. I'll go look for the procedure book. Attention customers! At Mark Club, your safety is our priority. Please proceed to the nearest exit in a calm and orderly fashion while our friendly associates assess the situation. Remember to maintain a safe distance from all carnivorous produce at all times. Mark Club is not responsible for any injuries that may occur. Functional, fashionable, and fiscally responsible. That's the Mark Club way. As Tanya was off looking for the procedure book, Bob saw another flashlight beam headed towards him, followed by Marcy Martin. 
with her overteased bangs, comfy sweater cardigan, and round cheeks. Bob? Bob? That you? I can't see a thing. Man, this power outage is bogus. I was almost done with my window designs. Here we go. Mark Club Emergency Procedures. Power outage. Power outage. Hmm. Hurricanes. <gasps> Tornadoes. Fires. Oh, look! Alien invasions in the toilet paper aisle. <laughs> wow. Corporate really thought of everything. I'm pretty sure we need to get the two mil plastic from the back and start covering the cold sections. Don't know why the backup generator doesn't cover the cold sections, but figures Mark Club are cheapskates. Yeah, after like an hour, that stuff gets all heinous. You ever seen discount sub sandwiches after they've been sitting out? Well, this one time I left a chicken salad sandwich out for like five days. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me want to Ralph. Oh. Okay, first, the shift manager should organize the staff. Has anybody seen Richard? No. Uh, no. I guess that means I'm in charge. Lovely. All the responsibility and none of the benefits, as usual. Okay. Marcy, go find Kyle in Sporting Goods and Drew wherever he went. You three can go back to the office, check to see if Richard is there, and get some flashlights and start covering the cold sections with plastic. Why do I have to do it? I don't even work back there. I trust you to not get lost, Marcy. Okay, I get it. I guess that leaves you and me. What do we do? <sighs> Phone's dead. Give me your cell. Nice try, Tanya. I'm not gonna get written up. Not today. What? Uh, it's back in my locker. Bob, give me your cell phone. <sighs> All right, here you go. A flip phone? Didn't even know they still made these. There's no signal. Yeah, I noticed that in the basement. I normally get such good reception, but the call dropped while I was talking to, uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, weird. Yeah, so maybe you can get a couple bars outside? Okay. What exactly happened in that basement, Bob? You came running up the stairs all pale and sweaty like you'd just seen a ghost. Uh, you know, Tanya, there's a reason I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. <laughs> <sighs> you don't like that one? I have another one about chemistry, but I didn't think it would get a reaction. You get it? Hey, I'm still working on a good joke about construction. Huh? <laughs> Seriously, Bob? What? I'm just trying to lighten the mood. With dad jokes. Hey, Tanya, when exactly does a joke become a dad joke? When it's apparent? <laughs> Bob, seriously, I'm too tired for this. And I'm hungry. Ah, hi, hungry. I'm Bob. At the front doors, Bob noticed Marcy had already painted the big front windows to look snowy and festive. So, um, yeah, about the basement, I found this zombie mannequin. It freaked me out, but it was just old Halloween decorations. I don't remember any zombie mannequins. It's weird. What? The doors, they opened. So? 
So they need electricity to work, Bob. The power's out. Why would the doors work if power is out everywhere else? All right, I wonder, you know, uh, hmm. Bob tried to think of a rational explanation. It wasn't like it was covered in the training video. <laughs> Whatever. You know they make better phones, right, Bob? And what is wrong with my flip phone? How do you even text on this thing? I don't. Ooh, freezing. The parking lot was a blanket of white, except for the six employee cars farther back. More snow came down in silent waves of diagonal fury. I almost feel bad for yelling at you to stop looking at your phone all the time. What are you doing on it anyway if you don't text? Honestly? Tetris. Tetris? Ooh, maybe we should have brought our coats. I think it's below zero out here. Where's that signal? You know, I was really hoping we'd be done by now. Done decorating the whole store? Look, all we were supposed to do was come in, change the signs, put up a few displays and bows. Two-hour job tops. Nobody said you had to make an elaborate soft drink display. It was Santa's sleigh. I'm not sure it's right. See, that's what I mean. Nobody else cares enough to spend two hours on a Coke display, Bob. I don't see how you can. You're not even a CSM. Not a CSM yet. Ugh. You don't like being a CSM? I wanted to be a doctor. So? That's great. It's not too late to do that. You're still young and Mark Club has that scholarship program. Never mind, Bob. You don't get it. Try me. You might be surprised to find that we have a lot in common. <laughs> if I can start over... Hey! Did you see that? Past the carts over there? What is it now? I thought I saw someone. It's midnight on Thanksgiving and the store's closed. Not to mention the snowstorm. Who could possibly be out in this? We are. I meant besides us. Hello? If you're here for the two-for-one bath towels, we don't open until six tomorrow morning. A trio of humanoid shadows appeared through the wall of white, dressed as if they'd just walked out of a hot topic wearing the entire store. Coming toward Bob was an eight-foot-tall giant with skin the color of an eggplant gone bad. Uneven and lidless red eyes set too far apart bored into them. Hundreds of tiny fish hooks hung from his flesh. Bob decided this one would be called Hook Face. <laughs> you will be judged. On his right came a shorter, fatter creature, the color of shimmering gristle. Cheeks and chins drooped in wet, jiggling layers away from his eyes, which were hidden behind several layers of barbed wire. What would this one be called? Gristle Man? Eh, weak. <laughs> On Hookface's other side wafted in a willowy figure. Flayed flesh parted clean off from her forehead, exposing her skull. The forehead skin stretched over an ornate wire, like some sort of headpiece. Oh, and this one? Definitely bonehead. Her skin was clipped in places using onyx bands of metal, staples, razor blades. She wore a necklace and bangles of human teeth. Tanya, I don't think they're here for discount bath towels. 
They're a month late for Halloween. Hey! You're on private property. I'm going to have to ask you to leave right now. Uh, come on, Tanya. Tanya, we've got to move. What? Run! Bob turned to find the hideously deformed monsters almost upon them. Where's the auto lock? A key? Come on! Who even has a key to the front doors? Where's Richard when you need him? Tanya! Tanya! Do you have a key to lock the front doors? Tanya! Oh, yeah. Here. There. Woo! Man! The creatures outside stopped. So close, their breath fogged the safety glass. Gristleman slid his fat pink tongue up the glass, leaving behind a trail of thick green slime. <laughs> Window licker! Now that was a far superior name! Gross, what are they? Uh, circus performers? Do you think the razor blades and barbed wires are real? <laughs> I think we better get behind the secondary doors, too, just in case. Good idea. Maintenance just reinforced them for the Black Friday crowds. They should work for these freaks, too. Here's your phone back. Thanks. As much good as that does with the signal down. It'll be a while with the snow, too, and... Dude! You're in my shot! What the hell, Kyle? Hey, do you have a signal? Let me see. Kyle, from Sporting Goods. He had his cell phone out. The blinding flashlight focused outside. Hey, give that back! That's my only flashlight! Kyle. Aw, man! You deleted the video! I was gonna upload the clip and submit it to one of those People of Mart Club videos! Those are some sick costumes. I'm not sure they're costumes. Well, what else could they be? I don't know, but I can't be the only one who thinks something's off, right? First, there's that weird mannequin in the basement. I thought you said it wasn't a mannequin. Uh... <sighs> All mannequins are weird and creepy. What mannequin? Uh, Marcy, lower your light! Oops, sorry. Where's Drew? I thought he was with you. I haven't seen him. Get that light out of my face! <sighs> Whatever, Kyle. Don't be such a baby. What about Richard? Has anybody here seen Richard or Drew? I, I... No. No. Okay, the procedure book says... In the event of an outside threat or emergency, that the acting manager should do a head count and lock down the store. That means we have to go to the back to find them. Oh, here we go. Oh. oh, Drew's probably out back by the goat. You know how he is. Drew liked to hang out back by the trash compactor, lovingly known as the goat because it could rip anything apart and smoke weed. He thought nobody was onto him, and that he had a sweet deal getting paid to get high three days a week. The thing was, everybody knew. Half the store didn't care. The other half knew he was their hookup and therefore left him alone. One of us should stay here, guard the front doors. I don't think so, that's not what the procedure book says. Yeah, what if one of those weirdos breaks in? How would whoever stays here even call for help? Like. I agree with Kyle. I don't want these doors left unguarded any more than you do, but, like, I checked my cell and it's not working, so... Mine isn't either. Don't look at me. I don't have service. 
And I'm not going out there with those assholes to see if I have bars in the parking lot. We need some sort of security with the power out. Who knows what these weirdos will try. But I do have an idea. We can hit sporting goods on the way back and open up a pack of two-way radios. Communicate on those. You guys can go find Drew while Richard and me and Marcy get back to work on the displays so we can leave sometime tonight. Uh, I don't know. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The uneasy troop of retail workers headed for sporting goods. In the dark, the distance felt like miles. Straight ahead stood woman's apparel. Marcy's flashlight crawled over knitted sweaters and sequined tops. They passed the jewelry department where cubic zirconia and sterling silver glinted in the fleeting light. Bob started to wonder if the rest of the world was as quiet and strange as the floor of the Mart Club. What exactly did you find in the basement, Bob? I told you, a fake zombie and a messed up Foxy Boxy. We have a Foxy Boxy? <gasps> you can't find any in the Tri-State area. Those have been on rain check for a month and you didn't mention this before? Didn't I? I think I'd remember. What was so weird about it? I don't know. It had these odd symbols scratched onto the stickers like runes or something. Symbols I'd never seen before. I thought a parent had returned it as defective, but now I'm not sure. They passed a secondary entrance to the basement in the toy section, one that no one used. It wasn't something Bob ever thought about. But that door came to mind as they crept past end cap displays of plastic dolls and cars with faces. The last time the walls were done, the maintenance guys had painted that door shut. Bob swore he sensed something waiting on the other side, watching. <gasps> what if this store is haunted? Like, what if they built this place on top of some ancient burial ground or, or a mental asylum or something? Hmm. Do you think ghosts need to purchase a membership? I wouldn't put it past corporate to sell haunting memberships to ghosts. Just the storm. The store isn't haunted. Ghosts aren't real, Marcy. That stuff's for idiots. You're an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. Kyle, if it's not supernatural, how do you explain those weird people outside? They didn't look human. Just meth heads playing a prank on us. They were like eight feet tall. I've never seen anyone dressed like that either. Don't think about it, Marcy. We're going to get the lights back on and have a laugh about this tomorrow in the break room, okay? The store may have been under lockdown, but Bob had other things occupying his thoughts. He looked in the direction of the dairy aisle. Um, do you think we could come back the other way after we find Drew and Richard? What? Why? 
Ah, sorry. Jeff needs milk. If I forget it again, he's gonna be pissed. We have bigger problems than milk, but sure, Bob. Why the hell not? Thank you. <laughs> listen! Listen, listen, listen! Did you hear that? Kyle put a hand over Marcy's mouth. <laughs> you can't hear anything if you don't shut up. <laughs> What is that? Bob reached for the only weapon he could find. A green, plastic, glow-in-the-dark, extendable laser sword. Is this... Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Ew, Kyle, wash your hands! Marcy, give me your flashlight. Here. <laughs> Come on, Drew. Quit it. <laughs> Kyle's cell phone light fell on Drew's back. He had his head down, shoulders tucked, as if studying something on the floor. Drew! Drew didn't move. <laughs> this isn't funny, Drew. Kyle stormed down the aisle, grabbed Drew by the shoulder, and spun him around. Oh, sweet Jesus! Maybe that thing had been Drew at one time, but no longer. His once boyish face had contorted into something otherworldly with dead, sunken white eyes. He opened his mouth impossibly wide. Kyle! Marcy left her hiding spot behind Tanya to get pull him out of Drew's reach. <laughs> oh, Drew's not here right now, but you can leave a message. I'll make sure he gets it. I'll let you guys in on a secret, and it might have been obvious to many of you already, but the cube and Demon Trio are an homage to Hellraiser. How many of you got that? Raise your hands. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the horror comedy is such a great subgenre for tributes and, and love letters to the classics because we're all part of the same cult, you know, that's why they call it a cult classic. We, it's, it's a great way to, to pay tribute to the people that scared the pants off of you successfully, you know. Um, Stranger Things actually has a lot of uh, this season seems to be having a lot of uh, tributes to Hellraiser as well. But there's so much more where this came from, and the fate of our Mark Club friends hangs in the balance. Make sure you come back next time for episode three of Black Friday. I'll be waiting. You're listening to Fear, Black Friday. Created and produced by Realm. Your portal to another world. Listen away. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. 
on a remote island in Lake Superior. A team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Friday is created and written by E.A. Copen, Produced by Diana M. Foe and Haley Wagreich. And executive produced by Fred Armisen, Julian Yap, and Molly Barton. Starring Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacho, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Marco Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Audio produced, directed, and sound designed by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolahi. With digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Pete McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolahi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Pun Van Du. Audio editing by Felicia Dominguez. Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi. Featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.